You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. <laughs> hey, can I hit that quarterback in the face? I want to do it. You like that? You like that? Come on. Football. Football. Twenty-six hours away, gentlemen. Twenty-six hours away from the NFL schedule release. I was going to say, from what are we to? Oh yeah, space got holiday, right? I mean, I love how the NFL tomorrow. always gives you a forty-eight hour notice. Yeah, they do the big. All right, they don't just say here are the schedules. They say, all right, everyone, in forty-eight hours, we're going to do a three-hour primetime special breaking down every team's schedule. And I say it with sort of mocking tones, but I love it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's genius. And tomorrow night, not only can you can you follow along on whatever channel you're going to watch the unveil on, but we want you to follow along with Score North as we do a live watch along. Judd, Manny, Danny Cunningham, maybe some others are going to be involved tomorrow night, seven o'clock you know what this on is? our Twitter account. I just re- realized this. This is a football booty call. Basically, basically, it's it's football calling you up I and think saying I have the title for this hour. Saying I know you got plans. I know you got plans. But why don't you come over, watch a little schedule release? <laughs> it's a football booty call. I mean, it's it's definitely not marriage. So I'm I'm trying to no, I'm, but it's, it's quick, right? Yeah. Like like it's like Tuesday, yeah. and they're like, okay, Wednesday night, be there, and we're all like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> It's just a We're little, not like, you know, bleep you, give me a week, right? Sports fans are searching through sports tender. NBA playoffs? Nah. <laughs> NHL playoffs? Nah. <laughs> NFL schedule release? Oh, yeah. I'm swiping right. Yeah, girl. That's right. Yeah. I like it. I like where you're going with this. So what would the what would the uh, what you're about to deliver be if the actual schedule unveil is an NFL booty call? What about Judd's mock schedule? Uh, 26 hours before. I'm the desperate geek being like, "Oh, please, please call me." I've got 17 weeks of games here. No, I just, it's pathetic. I mean, I've I've got 17 weeks of games planned out here for the Vikings. I want a mock! Mock! All right, so did you, before you go in (sighs) to your 17-week mock schedule, including the bye, 17 weeks including the bye. Yep. um, Let me send a little, Jonathan, can you put a little tease on Twitter for this too? Just tell people that this is about to happen. Okay. Live.scorenorth.com. Okay. Um, How much... Prep and thought did you put into the logistics, the travel? Too much. Okay. Too much. And and there is a, I believe that this is legit. There is an account on Twitter, if you saw it, Phil, because it was oh, yeah. retweeted like, like, it's towards NFL us. schedule leaks. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take that seriously. Major spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah. Because this could be real information. I think it is. Should we deliver these before your mock? Well, I incorporated them into my mock. Oh, so I took okay. so I took what I thought to be the truth. Okay. And then I, I incorporated there's two Vikings leaks. Yeah. Well if if put it this way. So if, I'm using them. 
if someone from the Cardinals calls you and says, and you're a mock draft, you're an NFL draft mocker, and you're Mel Kiper, and they say, hey, this isn't a smokescreen. We just really like you. Uh, we're drafting Kyler Murray. Yeah. You're well, gonna- you would put him on number one in your mock draft. Yes. Right? That's, that's all that's happened yes, here. Yes. Okay. So on Purple Daily earlier today, I came out with a prognostication that, that because the Bears and Packers to open the National Football League's 100th year are going to play on Thursday night. And then we also have seen, and this comes from an Odell Beckham tweet last week, who tweeted something about, I saw the schedule and it's incredible how things work or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Monday night game, the first Monday night game is evidently going to be the Browns at the Jets. Because the first ever Monday night game in 1970 in history was the Jets at the Browns. Oh, okay. So they're doing things to honor kind of like it. great moments, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So on Purple Daily earlier today, I prognosticated that it would make sense that the Vikings would open at the Chiefs in week one um, as an homage to Super Bowl Four. Yeah. But the leaks that I got on Twitter say that's not the case. Week one. Did you go through all the other team leaks? To I went try through and cross few, reference. Like, you know, I did not. I went through a few a of, of them, but I did not do them all. Okay. Uh, but nonetheless, the leak I saw via Twitter, September eighth, week one, Vikings will open at home for the third consecutive year, by the way, against the Falcons. So I'm going to I'm going to go against what I originally thought, and I'm going to say that that is right. September eighth, week one will be Falcons at U.S. Okay. Bank Stadium. I just added a layer to this. You mock your schedule. I'm going to pick the wins and losses. I'd be disappointed off the if you didn't. Schedule, okay. I'd be disappointed <laughs> if you didn't. In fact, Jonathan can too. Okay. If you're if you're going off basing, basically they want to honor great moments in history. Can I guess the Thanksgiving Day game? Um. When we get there. Of course. Okay. Of course. Yes. Week two. Okay. So by the way, yeah. one one and zero. Oh, yeah. That's a win. Jonathan? What did you say? Falcons week one. Oh yeah, one game. Game. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go Phil. Judd, are you gonna pick these with us here? No. Oh, you're gonna be objective. I'm gonna be objective. Oh wow. I'm giving oh, you my mock guy. schedule. I can't. I can't. I can't handle. It's too much. <laughs> He's already picked the schedule. I love Phil. The, we can't the have immediate. Him no, I'm not picking my, my own. My brain is gonna fly out of my head at the rate we're going. All right. So uh, Jonathan and I both have them one and zero off this mock schedule that isn't really their schedule. This is Judd mocking the schedule that's gonna come out tomorrow night. Yes. <laughs> All right, I made an adjustment. Week two, I am now predicting a Monday night game for the Vikings at Kansas City. That's a tough one. That's Zimmer v. Mahomes. It makes it. It's a. It's got the feeling of a primetime game and build up. It does. So I'm going Monday night game. I'm going a loss here, Phil. That's a really tough one. But some of these early season September in the NFL is impossible to tell. You never know. And oftentimes, a lot of the teams that were supposed to be like went deep in the playoffs last year, and so they're going to pick up the torch and carry it on. Those teams oftentimes struggle early. I'm going to say Vikings win this Ooh, game. Two okay. and oh, oh man, the positive vibes are rolling. That's right. September 22nd, week three is a Sunday. Vikings play host to Chicago. Mm. See Chicago. I'm going to say three and zero. Oh. I'm sorry, I, I can't. I'll go with a win there. Okay, I got two and one. All right. Week four, a week later, the Vikings traveled to play the New York Giants and Pat Shermer. So they end September in New Jersey against the Giants. In theory, the Giants should be terrible, right? So yeah. I, I guess I have Do them. 4 0? 
Now again, if I could, Ooh, I four, think John. No. Oh. The, the, but this is the this is oh, the beauty boy. of picking the hypothetical schedule is that I don't know the order in which these are coming out. Like normally, you could look at the whole schedule and say I kind of think they're ten and six and justify your ten and six throughout. Sure, sure. I got them. I got them four and zero oh here. I got them three and one. Okay. Imagine if they're four and zero oh going into October. And meanwhile, though. on on that day, the Twins are fifteen games up and Kimbrel has twenty four saves. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that, that in as an aside. As Minnesota sports go crazy. Sounds like a great time to be a Minnesota sports this. fan, if yes. you're asking me. Absolutely. Have the Wolves traded Wiggins by then, too? Uh, oh, yeah, he's long gone. Oh, so that. we're starting the NBA season without Wiggins, too. Oh, oh That's man, a good tease is... because there will be a Wiggins segment in this show before it's over, <laughs> by the way. Week 5 is October 6th. Bye week. The Vikings had a really good oh, bye. I think the, that's a t- okay, that, I that's tough. I think the, I, I do too, but the Vikings, if I am not mistaken, in a week eight or so, they, they had a really good bye last year. I think the league dings them this time and gives them an early bye. I hate early buys as well. Okay. Early Jonathan Harrison. Stink. All right. A week later, I'm predicting it's October 13th. It's a Sunday, but I'm predicting a Sunday night game as the Vikings return home to face the Green Bay Packers. All right, so this is the Aaron Rodgers primetime revenge game. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be all the feels. Yep. Vikings lose this game to the Green Bay Packers, but it's a good back and forth game, and it's like a late Rodgers dagger or something, and a, like a game winning field goal late or something like that. He still hasn't won at US Bank Stadium. I say that record holds up. They're four and one. All right, so we both have them four and Look one. On Judge, go. The schedule has not actually been released. If you're listening live, <laughs> it sounds that happens it in twenty four hours. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm Judd serving, is mocking the schedule. I'm serving as a very convincing um, uh, host here of this segment. Okay, week seven, October 21st. October 21st is a Monday night. That's right. The primetime games keep coming at U.S. Bank mm-hmm. Stadium. Now, are you mocking the primetime games here too? Are you making those up? Or no, I'm I'm giving you I'm giving you primetime games. No, but you're. I'm, I don't know them. I don't know this for sure. I'm giving have these. You just, are all these prime time so far? Or no? Okay. I don't think the no, New York no, one no. is. <laughs> no, Kansas City okay. is. New uh, Chicago's not. New York's not. Green Bay is a Sunday, just a Sunday night. A week. Okay. After that, the Vikings on a Monday night play host to Case Keenum and the Washington Redskins as yeah. Kirk Cousins but goes against one. his former team. Five and one. Washington has to have some prime time games. They're mm-hmm. lousy. Cousins v Washington makes too much sense. I yeah. think I I did write this down earlier that. Case Keenum would win this game, so I'm going to stick with that. Okay, so you got four and two. Yeah, I got to stick with it. Write that down. All right. Fast forward to Sunday, week eight, October 27th, at Dallas. Not so a primetime game. Would this be during? This would be like game five of the World Series for the Twins. Yeah, Kimbrel. Kimbrel, Kimbrel <laughs> is now rolling through the Dodgers. Who'd you say it was? It's uh, the Dallas okay, Cowboys. Then never mind my Thanksgiving thing. And it's home or away for Dallas. Uh, you're at Either Dallas. way, I got to I got to give him some Jerry's losses world. here. So five five and two in Jerry's world. I say Vikings win there. So we both both have them five and two. All right. Now now this comes back to week nine comes back to the leaks on Twitter because this game was the second game that is predicted and it looks like this is inside information. So I'm going with it. Uh, it would be a Thursday night game at Seattle, which would be October 31st. <sighs> That's being predicted. That's like being. That. That's not me. That's being pr- predicted by yeah. the leagues. That's like a schedule. I, I feel like these at Seattle Thursday night games are always like nine to six, and like you lose and, and you're yeah. beat up, and so Russell Wilson. Okay, great. this is a tough stretch. So I've got the Vikings going from four and zero oh to five and three here. Ooh. Yeah. I have them as a loss here. You're having them go from the road in Dallas to the road in Seattle. Yeah, this you're traveling. Yeah. No, this is a loss for me. 
time zones and rain and Ciara and just everything. Look how it's already rain. We already know that. <laughs> Raining. Ciara's there. November 10th, week 10, the Vikings return from their loss at Seattle to play host to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, that's a that's a easy little like 31 to 10 victory and you think uh, so? I yeah, mean, it could be tough. You have 10 days prepare. Yeah, that's a win. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's right. that's okay. one of those I'm not get right feel good games for okay. sure. Okay. Week 11, November 17th at Detroit. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not fearing Detroit like I was. You know, the Vikings had this weird thing against Detroit for a while, but anymore, yeah. I don't know that that seems to have passed. So Vikings, yeah, on Vikings the, win beating these silver pantsed teams here a couple weeks in a row. Very exciting. Yeah. That's All right, cool. week twelve, and now this was on a podcast a couple of months ago, and the Star Tribune picked up the story, and I think it's legitimate. So, so again, it's inside information that I'm going with. Okay. Thanksgiving night, November twenty eighth versus Philadelphia. At U.S. Bank Stadium. Ooh, this okay. was like this that. is not me. It's been reported. Yeah. It's been reported, and I think it was probably accurate because it makes a lot of sense. Thanksgiving night, another Thursday night game, and this is not. And so, in both cases of Thursday night games, this is not me saying this. Sure. This is me taking insider information and applying it. I think Mike Zimmer is so embarrassed from the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game loss. I'm picking Mike Zimmer over the Eagles every chance I get going forward, as long as he's Vikings coach. I just think he's like he's not going to sleep the whole week. He's just going to eat film. That might and not be healthy. Eat film. I don't know well, he almost lost an eye one time, so he's not exactly like the model of well, health during the week. That's a good point. I think the Vikings win that one, yeah. So we both have Thursday them Thursday home, or Thanksgiving home. So, yeah, you, so Jonathan win. and I both have them 8-3 and three on your hypothetical mock schedule, schedule here. Okay. Yeah, a good season so far. Fast forward to week 13. We are now to December 1st, and the Vikings will play host to the Denver Broncos. Is this just a, a super easy schedule or something? I, I'm giving like you like an the, easy schedule. All these teams, all these. This We've is known totally about the legit. teams, yeah. I guess. But I, I think this is the first time. Who's their quarterback again? They just traded for uh, Joe, Flacco. Joe Flacco. My God, yeah. that's a win for the Vikings. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is going to have a winning season. So we uh, nine and three. Yep. Yeah. And and I will stop here to tell you that home their home games. I think there's only one or two teams they play at home that made the playoffs. Eagles did, Bears did. Okay, it's the road that's tough, and that's a precursor to where we're going right now. Okay. We're going back on the road. Okay, December 9th, Monday night game at Chicago. Yeah, those I, they're going to drop one. Like the Chicago's not. I don't think Chicago's as good as everyone thinks they are, and I'm not sold on Mitch Trubisky, but the Vikings in Chicago and primetime and the high grass and all that stuff. I hate the Vikings <laughs> in Chicago. Chicago wins here. Okay. Okay. Let's just say that schedule maker Judd did the Vikings no favors in December because the next Sunday he, he at Green Bay here he has them no not yet oh. you, <laughs> don't hurry you three road games no That's the end of the season I have I have three of the last four on the road including Ooh. week fifteen at the Chargers um, Philip Rivers does he finally that's kind of like a home game I'm okay with on. the Vikings winning that game I I think oh, Philip wow. Rivers window okay. was wide open last year I'm not sure he's okay. older defense he's, defense is good but he's I, adding a 14th kid to his family right <laughs> yes and I think the char the Chargers are the team on this schedule and there's always at least one where the team's like that team was really good last year what happened sure I could see the Chargers being that team and you've yeah. got that a win or a loss. I got that as a win. That's kind of like a Vikings home game because the Chargers have no fans in Los it's Angeles. It's in a soccer stadium. It's in a Stop soccer up, right? stadium, the smallest stadium in the NFL. Yep, they can't even sell out an MLS stadium. That is a Vikings win. All right. Week six. Two more games in your hypothetical mock here. Week 16, we're at a crunch time. Three, three days before Christmas. 
playing host to the Detroit Lions. That's a win. It's a win. That's a win. Yeah, it's a win. Uh, you know, that's fine. Kirk Cousins going to the playoffs with a good record too. And then so at Green Bay for Week yep. Seventeen. And I'm, I'm sorry. So the records are what right now? We both have them eleven and four going oh, into this so in. Green Bay game. So they're yeah, just they're definitely yeah, they're in. in. Okay. It just depends on if Green Bay wants to win that game or not. December 29th. At Green Bay, at I'm going to say, so I guess I've got them losing a couple games to Green Bay, so yep, I've got them same. losing that game. I got this is a big old L. So we both have them 11-5, and five and nice. mostly winning and losing the same games on Judd's hypothetical mock. And you know what? It's a good draft. schedule. It's a very fair schedule by me. I don't like the ending, but... Well, it's tough. Three last four in a row. December. That's a really tough <laughs> December. But do I have them going on, on any extended trips, though? Okay, they go to at uh, Dallas, at Seattle, but then they come home again. So three of the last four in December is as tough as it potentially gets. Can you? Boys, what if Judd's absolutely correct about this? Well, that's can you can you just what for evidence? Like, can you post this to scorenorth.com? Yeah. A for just just to see how many you just, got right. Okay. And so, also B to see just how many people are like legitimately want to see a mock schedule, forty eight <laughs> hours or twenty four hours. Before I can do it. That'd sure, I awesome. can do it. Okay. Baseball. Len Perkins on baseball. Baseball. Roycey on baseball. Baseball. And the Score North Twin Show. Ah. An incredible lineup of twin shows. Available on Score North. Shout out if we're late. for the Minnesota Twins today. On Apple or Spotify. Or download the Score North mobile app. Thank you, Jonathan. Judd, I just want to make it clear before we dive into this segment, and we'll wrap with Roycey before the show is over. Uh, you have a lot of dear friends at the Star Tribune. I do not want you to be associated with me picking on the headline at StarTribune.com. Uh, I don't want you to be collateral damage here and ruin relationships, okay? Okay. The Star Tribune headline today, StarTribune.com, on this story about Andrew Wiggins says, Timberwolves forward Andrew Wiggins remains an enigma heading into the offseason. Okay. Uh, and then just real quick, as he typically is, Andrew Wiggins was succinct when asked late in the season to assess his performance in year five of his career. Quote from Andrew, I feel like it was an okay season. Not the best, not the worst. <laughs> it was okay, which is such an Andrew Wiggins quote. Yep. And again, the headline is, Andrew Wiggins remains an enigma heading into the offseason. So just like out of curiosity, I wanted to Google the definition of enigma to make sure that my initial thought was correct. And the definition of enigma is a person or a thing that is mysterious, puzzling, or difficult to understand. Mm-hmm. So, so the the definition of this headline would be Andrew Wiggins is a person who is puzzling or difficult to understand. Okay, I don't think he's puzzling or difficult to understand at all. He's not a good basketball player. He's been in the league for a half decade. He's paid like one of the top players in the NBA, and he's terrible mostly. <laughs> Yes. That's not like to me an enigma is man, can't really figure out what this is. Is this thing awesome? Is it not? Is you know, like an enigma is something that is very like mysterious I would agree with and and all these things like this definition makes sense, but Wiggins doesn't Wiggins right. Wiggins isn't really mysterious, puzzling or difficult to understand. He's very easy to understand. It's mm-hmm. not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did the final tallies here. Where does Andrew Wiggins rank tallies? We've done this a few times throughout the season just to check in on our guy. In different categories. Now, before I read you these rankings, there are roughly 530 players in the NBA who played at least a minute and tracked some sort of statistical evidence, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I grabbed some categories that I think are just like just like a broad uh, base of categories here. So, like, 
free throw percentage, player efficiency rating, uh, even some sabermetric ones like value over replacement player, et cetera, just to get a, a scope of where Andrew ranks in the NBA. Is he an enigma or is he just terrible? Okay. Mm-hmm. Player efficiency rating out of 500 plus players, 272. He finished the year 272nd in player efficiency rating. So below average, somewhere in that range. All right. Win shares per 48. So how many wins did you contribute to your team on a 48-minute basis? Yep. 443rd in the NBA was Andrew Wiggins this year. Again, out of 500-some players. Let's go to uh, effective field goal percentage. So how efficient were you with your shot making? Because I don't want to hear, oh, he scored 20 points. Yeah, but did he take 100 shots? Like... I I mean, give me 100 shots. I'll score 20 points, too. Oh, I won't, but go ahead. 427th in effective field goal percentage out of 530 players. Wow. Free throw percentage, 350th. Value over replacement player, which is another sort of all-encompassing, wonky, inner front office number. Okay. 511th. 511th in the league in value over replacement player. Wow. So, again, when I saw that headline, I was like, is he really an enigma? Like, do we really think that there's something mysterious about him as a player and maybe he's this? Or is he just not a very good player who the Wolves should attach a first-round draft pick to? Wash your so hands. So what should the headline just have be been? Done. Well, Andrew Wiggins is terrible. Period. Like, actually, why Why can't we say that? I'm trying to give this some thought. Why can't we just say it? As a guy who's He's written, terrible. As a guy who's written a few headlines in my time, <laughs> I'm trying to give this some thought. He's not good at basketball. Why do we have such a hard time saying that? Because he's like he seems like a nice guy. That's fine. I'm sure he is a nice guy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going through. But he's time. not good at basketball, and that's the truth. I have no idea. If Why he's can't a nice we guy, just say it? He's just he's just a guy. <laughs> okay how how about this one? That this is the headline. Yes. What's the first word? Too bad. Oh, too bad. Wiggins shows no sign of and progress. your fingers covering up the other words. Progress. Of progress. See, but too bad. Like it's too bad and he's too bad. I got you. You get it? Play on words. The hammerhead there. That's hammerhead. Good. <laughs> Zolgad specialty. But is it funny? Like, and I get that the FSN broadcast, Jim Pete calls it like it is as much as anyone. And like, yes. you're not going to get it from FSN. But does it feel like we've just had a really hard time saying what's true? I mean, I haven't. Clearly, I beat the dead horse on a weekly well, basis I, on this show, but he's not good. Like, what's the, what are we waiting for? Just tra- <sighs> let's just get rid of him. Attach picks. And- I feel there's a lot of, I've, it strikes me as there's a lot of people that are realistic about it. And FSN, of course, can't be. And, and if you work for the Wolves, how much can you hammer him? I guess is my question. But like, why is, like, why is he still, like, Ryan Saunders? Like, why do we need to? I don't know. Just well, I, stop playing him 35 minutes. <laughs> okay, I get your point, but th- this goes back. This goes now t- to this discussion that Dukes and I had during um, Score North Live, which is, is there's candidates who've now emerged for the president of basketball operations. The guy from the, the GM from the Clippers, yeah. uh, assistant from the Rockets, Chauncey, I believe. And my discussion with Dukes was this if you go in. And Glenn Taylor tells you you're keeping Layden and you're keeping uh, Ryan and and Andrew has to stay. I say, Glenn, then I'm not your guy. Like, because we can't get past until the Wolves make monumental changes and, and everything is built around one guy and that guy is Cat. Yeah. 
We can't get past this. Like what you're bringing up is no different. And that's why if I'm a candidate for this job, I say, Glenn, unless you are late in life willing to make some major alterations to how you run basketball things, I won't know part of this gong show. Andrew Wiggins, I don't want to take on Layden. I would give some thought to Saunders, but that's got to be my decision, not yours. It's just year after year after year, the status quo at Target Center seems to be sort of accepted. And once in a while, you you get this key piece like that, and it's great, but you ruin it by not doing the right things. And it, so whoever takes over, and I, I actually hope it's Chauncey Billups at this point. I just... I, I don't think Chauncey's just a familiar name. I think Chauncey's a guy who's had opportunities and is a potential rising star front office guy, and we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But whoever that is, just be done with it. There's 0% chance he turns into a top NBA player with somebody else. Maybe the only regret you would have is that maybe he turns into a serviceable rotation guy that can help you with another team. And you look and you say, man... He could have been a six. He could have been a sixth man of the year candidate if we had just gotten a little extra out of him, right? And that, right, but yeah, you I never sure have gone. to worry about him being the David Ortiz. You don't. He's not going to be a guy that figures it out like a number one overall pick would. He's not Kevin Durant. He, if he's lucky, he's Rudy Gay, and yep. I can live with him being Rudy Gay on another team yep. as long as I'm not paying him thirty-two million dollars to shipwreck my team. But this is why. The person that gets this job either needs to be given complete control of things to make moves that he sees fit, or it's a bad job. And that includes the GM job, that includes the head coach job, that includes every player on that roster except for one guy. And if Glenn's going to get in the way and be like, well, Andrew told me and we, and I think there's stuff, I said, Glenn, no, then, then, then guess what? I'm going to stay with the Clippers. I'm a GM there. I've got a good job. I am well compensated because. If there are parameters that Glenn puts in place for the basketball operation of the Wolves again, he's setting you up to fail. And you're going to fail, and it's going to be on your resume forever that you were just the last guy to fail trying to run the Timberwolves. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like, poor Glenn, man. Like, sit down and look me in the eye and tell me that you're going to work harder and then I'll give you $150 million. Like, Glenn, dude. Who wouldn't sit down across from you and tell you what you wanted to hear before they signed off for a $150 million life-changing salary? I know. Can you imagine thinking that? All right, I'm going to give you $150 million, but I just need you to look me in the eye and tell me that you're going to work hard for it. I know. Sure. Yep. Yep. Not blinking. This is me staring at you. What Can if I have you, my $150 million? What if you now? looked at Glenn and said, I can't do it? <laughs> like, yeah, dude. I, I, Glenn, I'm peace out. I can't do it. Glenn, I'm kind of lazy. I really like video games, yeah. and uh, yeah, I just not that into this basketball thing. By the way, I really can't shoot well. <laughs> I mean, I love my I'm shot. It never goes in, but I love my I, shot. I love, yeah, my that'd be like me being <laughs> in love with that sh- with my shot. Well, okay, <laughs> might not be that bad, but it might be close. Oh man, uh, yeah, that, I forgot about that quote. Scorenorth.com uh, or Scorenorth YouTube Athlete Challenge. If you want to see Judge shot, I love my. Sh- I forgot about that quote. I love my shot. I heard that. Yeah. I was there for that, and I forgot about it. What a great moment. Yep. So, I don't know. I just saw I saw Enigma, and I was like, is he an Enigma? Like, really? I don't know. And I, by the way, I don't mean, like, Chris has done a, Chris Hines has done an amazing well, job covering the Wolves. He didn't write that. Long. And I do not mean this to be shade. I just don't think Andy Wiggins is an Enigma. So, let's wrap with Roycey when we come back here to Mac and Job with Rami. And Rami is uh, under the weather today. We told him, go home and don't get the rest of us sick. We, uh... 
We hope he feels better tomorrow. So Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to make sure that we're all thinking about the right things when we're on the road, that our focus is on the right things and that we are keeping other people safe. You know, I think it's it's really easy to get distracted on the roads. It's really easy to get mad, uh, mad or angry when you're in a car. It's, a, it's pretty ridiculous how mad and angry people get when they're in a car versus other random situations in life. I've always used the the shopping mall comparison. If you bump into somebody in a shopping mall, are you going to like are you going to rage on them? No, but people in the comfort of their car get mad. Aggressive driving and road rage are major factors for accidents on US roads. It's hard to put exact statistics on it, but reports have estimated such behaviors have contributed to more than half of fatal accidents on US roads. When you keep your emotions in check, you do your part to help make sure everyone gets home safe today. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami, rapping with Roycey next. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Try to track down with Roycey. He uh, went went to voicemail. But you know what that gives us time while we try to track him down to do? I want to mock. Mock! Yes. I want to mock. Mock! We have... A Daniel Jeremiah 3.0 mock draft from NFL.com. Daniel Jeremiah, one of the, I would say he's not on the Mount Rushmore of mockers, but he's definitely like, if there's a second tier of mockers. Is he he their top one now that Mayock is gone to the Raiders? Is he the most serious mocker there is at NFL Network? Yeah, Mayock was godfather mock for NFL Network and .com. And he only did the one. Yep, on the like day of, right? Was or the very, day before? Yeah, no, none of this BS. Do you think Do you think in Mike Mayock's Oakland Raiders preparation, do you think he waits to unveil his Raiders mock or his draft board projection until the day before, just like he did at NFL.com? No, I think he Mike, says, Mike, we got to prep for this thing, man. He's like, no, nah, dude, I I'll, I'll, wait till the day before. No, I think he says, Mr. Gruden, what do you want me to do? <laughs> and Gruden's like, Gruden gives stares, daggers, and says, yeah, just give me the mock. Yeah, yeah, yeah give me the mock. So here's what we have from right. Daniel Jeremiah. Okay. Mock draft 3.0. Kyler Murray going number one overall to the Arizona Cardinals. That seems like a done deal at this point, right? Yes. Everyone has Kyler Murray going number one. They tip their hand. Yes. What does it mean for Josh Rosen? That's the next question. Nick Bosa, number two to the 49ers. Let's skip a few here. Daniel Jones, quarterback from Duke going number six. That's pretty high. It's the highest I've seen that dude going. Really? Very interesting. Okay. Dwayne Haskins to the Bengals at number 11. Taking over for Andy Dalton at some point. Okay. I love it. That's the See, this is the type of stuff that actually happens in mock drafts. So many mockers are just stuck on, well, this team obviously needs a quarterback, and this team already has Andy Dalton. Like, no, no, the Bengals are looking to get off Andy Dalton. Jeremiah, Jeremiah's got people. For sure. So you're right. Yes. And with the number 18 overall pick... I have not seen this name go to the Vikings in a mock draft. This is a, unless you can tell me I'm wrong, this is a new name to the Minnesota Vikings at number 18. Okay. From North Carolina State, center Garrett Bradbury. Garrett Bradbury. Interesting. It says Bradbury was made to play in this Gary Kubiak style offense. The Vikings will move Pat Elfline to guard to clear a spot for the rookie at center. Does it not make some sense? I want a mock. Does it not make a lot of sense? Wow. Wow. My mind just play the song again. The- play the song again. This deserves mock. multiple mocks. Mock. <laughs> I want to mock. mock. So Elfline's your left guard. 
So so Daniel Jeremiah just moved Pat Elfline to guard and put Garrett Bradbury from North Carolina State under center with Kirk Cousins' hands up against his derriere. <laughs> Why'd you have to go there? He, Daniel Jeremiah, he's an insider, man. This is interesting. So where does he have, who's the... Uh, the, the Alabama. The Jonah, Jonah Williams. Williams. He's, got, he's got Jonah Williams going number eight to the See, Lions. I, I that's going to happen. I right? think that's accurate. I think he's going to be gone unless the Vikings get way up and get him. Yeah. This, I like this mock. In fact, a lot of these names, like you've seen TJ Hawkinson in, in some of these mocks to the Vikings. He's, according to Daniel Jeremiah, that dude's going number nine. Okay, so we got Riley Reef for left tackle, Elf Line at left guard, Bradbury at center, the new guy from the Titans at right guard, and O'Neal at right tackle. I want a mock! Mock! Yes. 651-646-8255. Jeff in Texas has been on hold for a while. We were talking Craig Kimbrell earlier in the show. What's nope. going on, Jeff? No swearing, Jeff. Oh. oh, sorry. What was the question? Good morning, oh, Jeff. That's right. Don't, oh, don't swear. Yeah. No so swearing. You had <laughs> no swearing. Keiko and Kimbrell. So this is a Vikings take on that you wanted the NFL equivalent? Yeah, like so these, you have a horse. Just to reset this for the audience that didn't hear it. So, like, why are star pitchers still on the market? And and this and what would the equivalent players be in other sports that would just be available to you when the season's going on? Yes. So the two horses. So you got um, not the two horses. You got one horse that takes you through the whole season, and you got somebody else that's got to come in and close the deal for you. I got two prime Vikings candidates. To relate to that. Okay. Brett Favre and Gary Anderson. Hmm. I was going to bring up Favre, but hmm. I don't... I, yeah, I don't know on that Favre one. Favre was a weird loop. No, it's... Favre, I like him, Jeff, and thank you for the call. Favre manipulated his way here on purpose. Right. It wasn't I like what Brett he was Favre, doing. So, th- so, Brett... It would be like if Brett Favre was in his prime and was a free agent... And had very few question marks other than just like projecting that his arm was going to fall off because of information that we're not privy to. Correct. But instead, Brett Favre retired nine times, was 40. Didn't he have arm surgery the yep. year before, too? Yeah. Um, biceps. Yeah. Yes, with he the did. Jets. He was basically yes. playing with a torn he re- But he, he filed his retirement papers to get the Jets to release him, knowing full well he was going to manipulate his way here. Yeah. So this is not... Kimbrell's not sitting there trying to manipulate his way to a team. Yeah, this is... He's just not getting work. Craig Kimbrell is 30 years old. You could still say he's in his prime. Yeah. Closers, oftentimes elite closers, don't really drop off until they're 33, 34 years old. So as far as I'm concerned, he's still in his prime. He's a free agent. There are some injury red flags in that he's a pitcher, he throws hard, and he hasn't really been hurt yet. Yeah. Right? Like, at some point, he's probably going to have to have Tommy John surgery because that's how it works in Major League Baseball. So, is there a... It would To me, it's like if there was a... Like, the if the sixth best quarterback in the NFL was sitting out there or something. Or right. if... Like, Dallas Keuchel would be... If there was a starting caliber quarterback on the market that at least half the you league would say... Is? Yeah, we would totally you have that guy. You know what this guy. is? This is very much like if Kirk Cousins hadn't gotten work. And he was still sitting out there. Yeah. Dallas Keuchel. Because he's not a great quarterback. He's not bad. He's good. But you totally put him in a rotation. Yes. Or, yeah. But if Kirk Cousins had, had hit the open market and then you've been like, hey, no one's signing Kirk Cousins. And then yeah. the season starts. So week one goes by and you're like, 
No one signed him yet. And then you still have the luxury as a team that's winning to say, you know what? Actually, our current quarterback situations, it would be like if the Vikings lost Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford wasn't available <laughs> via trade. And, oh, like Kirk Cousins is a free agent still. Yeah, we'll just well, go sign him. We'll just go grab him because the rest of our team is ready to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think that's right. I think it's... I. I think Cousins and Keuchel are probably very much alike as far as abilities go because both of them are good, but it's not like Cousins knocks your socks off. Sure. Um, hey, since I, we're not going to be able to track down Pat today, what happened to Pat's probably he? on a walk and like turned his phone off, which has happened before, I think. That happened a couple months ago. Make sure he didn't text us. No. How about you give us a little, because it's the cup update here. I know you've been glued to NHL playoffs every single night. Oh, can I melt down? The oh, I got a couple yours. because it's the cup. I got a couple of meltdowns. The floor is First yours. First of all, this backwards league. I love it. But man, are they backwards. Nazem Kadre of the Maple Leafs puts an illegal hit on Saturday night on a Bruins player. This is the second consecutive year that this punk has done this, okay? And he was mad, and I get it. But he then took his stick, which is a weapon, and he used it to cross-check a man's head into the glass. I think he concussed him. But that's not the point. The point is... A suspension was going to ha- happen. Kadri got an in-person hearing with the league, which is just fine. But in that hearing, they suspended Kadri for the rest of the series. Okay. Goes three more games. He's spending three games. Yeah. It goes the full. Think about how backwards that is. This guy deserved 20 well, games. It's, it's forwards for hockey. Like, it's the but he deserved, standard. But, right? but I'm disgusted. He deserved 20 games. Yeah. And they, and they said, you're out for the rest of the series. Like, what type of message is that? If, if this ends in... Three more games from yesterday, you basically are slapping him on the wrist? It's ridiculous. The other thing is the fight last night. The Ovechkin. Yeah. Fight. Okay. Throwing down. This but and we've talked about this a thousand times. Number one. I love fighting in hockey. Number one. No, this makes me <laughs> this actually disturbs me. Because what's the old saying? The hockey, the the fighting defender says, no one ever gets hurt in a hockey fight. Nothing ever bad happens. No, they I mean they're punching plastic helmets for God's sakes. Except for Ovechkin hammered the Hurricanes kid, a fellow Russian, into tomorrow. This is a league that is basically trying to disassociate itself from having anything to do with concussions. Okay, that kid is concussed badly. And yet they just stand there. And I'm not even faulting Ovechkin here. The kid challenged him. You can fight. Ovechkin did nothing illegal, but he damn near killed him. And the league's just going to sit there and watch this and be like, well, I guess that's what happens. This is why fighting has to go. Because people, Matt Dumba, um, this kid from Carolina who's a very good player, people get hurt in hockey fights. And worse yet, what's going to be the National Hockey League's defense in a concussion lawsuit? When somebody brings this, when somebody wheels the VCR and TV into a courtroom, Phil, and puts in the tape of this fight and says, so, people don't get hurt, huh? Hockey has nothing to do with concussions, huh? That was a boxing match. He hit the kid in the jaw, and the kid has no idea where he is, what his name is. So, the hockey playoffs have been fantastic. It's been great fun. But again, the sport I love continues to make me sick at times. Can I complain about something about your favorite sport here, too? Of course, Pylon. In that tonight, we might see an eight seed beat a one seed in four games, and the game is on CNBC. Now, I get that it's not the They're rarity the that place, it is. Yeah. Like the, the rarity of an eight seed over a one seed in the NHL is not nearly what it is in other sports. It happens not frequently, but it happens. Sure. Um, of course, my argument, uh, my other complaint about the NHL would be that a team that gets 128 points in the regular season and a clear number one seed getting beaten four Let games in the first you. round of the playoffs. Matt, hockey torts, is random. Torts, no, this is masterful coaching. 
Tampa Bay ha- had no adversity at all, and Tampa Bay basically came into this series without a clue what the Blue Jackets were going to do, and Torts has outcoached uh, the Tampa Bay coach, Cooper, by a thousand times. This is what great. has been what has been this the is, schematic. The schematic uh, thing advantage has been, for Columbus. Ha, the schematic ad- advantage has been clogging up the neutral zone brilliantly, getting, of course, great goaltending. Because Columbus was down three nothing in the first period of Game One. Since then, the um, Bob, the goaltender for the Blue Jackets, has been fantastic. But this has been a hockey beatdown of epic proportions, and it's basically torch schooling John Cooper on how to coach. It's been fun to watch. This was, so for so Tampa Bay, by the way, uh, they tied the NHL record with sixty two regular season victories. And now they have to come back from down 3-0. That's only happened. A 3-0 comeback in the NHL has only happened. Four times? Is that right? This would be the, yeah, the fifth time. Yeah. 1942 Maple Leafs, 1975 Islanders, 2010 yep. Flyers. Yep. Uh, the 2000, that 2000, and then the 14 Kings. Kings the 2010 the Flyers comeback, if I'm not mistaken, was it Game 7 that it was like a 4 nothing comeback as well? Or yeah. Something yeah, ridiculous. that's good. I think you're right. Yes. Very good. I remember why, that was one of the craziest series in games in Game 7. And in, in fact, me, I'm a puck guy. Yeah. The Islanders are up uh, three rip right now on Pittsburgh as well and can, can close out that series tonight. And as you said, in 1975, uh, Pittsburgh was up 3 nothing, I believe, in that case on New York and lost the series. Does it, okay, is it good for the NHL in your mind that Columbus is almost certainly going to, whether it's tonight or whenever, is going to knock off the Lightning and this team that was so good in the regular season and has been fun to watch is just out and they don't advance. It's not a big market, so they're not getting, it's not like they're. It's not bad because Columbus is good. If Columbus was fluky and not good, it's bad. Sure. But Columbus is good. And, but like, and wasn't they Tampa went the, all in at the deadline as well. But wasn't Tampa by far the most exciting offensive team in the NHL this year? But they didn't adjust, they didn't adapt. They got to the playoffs, they had no plan. John Tortorella is schooled John Cooper. I'm telling you, it's great. So uh, that might happen tonight. Eight seed over a one seed. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. Get well, Rami. Rami will hopefully see you tomorrow. And uh, you can find us on demand. The Score North mobile app is a great place. Google Play Store, Apple Store, or just scorenorth.com. See you guys tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.